0: WHTT.org. And now, ready, set, let the sparks fly.
1: Well, hello, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to today's uh, We Hold These Truths Speaks Out. We'll be reporting on a recent talk by our fellow colleague, Ellison Weir, entitled Uncovered Israel's Occupation of Palestine. This talk was presented by uh, GV Wire, which is a Fresno community organization, and the event was held on September 18th at the Clovis Community College in Fresno, California. Tonight we're going to have uh, two of We Hold These Truths members who were at the lecture by Allison, and they're going to be sharing their observations with us and their thoughts concerning that. I'd like to give a little background information about the international firestorm that this announcement of this talk generated. So I've seen Allison Weir before, where she spoke at a public library and everything was fine, no major deal. But for this time, I still don't know exactly why, but the whole Jewish power base got against Allison. This was in the times of Israel. uh, They were speaking out against Allison, speaking at the uh, Clovis Community College. The ADL, Anti-Defamation League, was part of the Speaking Out Against Allison. The Simon Wiesenthal Center, and a, a, a Jewish national organization as well. There are several links that you can find off if americans new website that will show who was actually speaking out against allison and the the odd thing was that they were expecting protesters to come out in protest against allison they had the uh, police there i'd like to read one piece from the times of israel if you look at all the writings against allison being there if you went to the meeting i mean i would have expected to walk in and see that this woman standing with horns coming out of the top of her head with an armband with a swats to go on it, how they portrayed Allison as an anti-semi-white nationalist, it's really, really bizarre. It's that whole thing, and we've seen it over and over again, is the ad hominem attacks. They go after the person and they try to defame the person. If they can do that, then they defame the message. And you can go to gvwire.com and you can watch the whole hour and 25-minute presentation by Allison yourself. You will see that wonderful woman presenting the facts about what's happened in Israel. So I'll just read this one little piece from the Times of Israel in a letter addressed to Dr. Carroll of Fresno City College, part of the same state center community college district within California community college system. This is from uh, Los Angeles city council member, Paul Kurtz, who spoke of his concern about the blatantly anti-Semitic event, quote, I strongly believe this event should not be taking place at a city college. While I support free speech and debates on Israel and Palestine, this propaganda must be taken seriously in terms of potential for inciting violence and targeted acts of hate. As we work to increase security at the Los Angeles Jewish community institutions, in light of the Poway shooting and the Pittsburgh Tree of Life synagogue massacre, We should all remain vigilant to stop giving hate a platform. So with that, Patty, did you see uh, any of that at the uh, conference?
2: I'm kind of chuckling, actually, because there were people that did interviews with the media after the event, and they were basically laughing at that, you know, like kind of mocking that the fact that the ADL, the way that they presented Allison Weir, and here she is, you know, an older woman who's very soft-spoken and just presenting facts and videos and dates and timelines, and also the fact that they had said that they were going to be protesters. And so there was heightened security. You had to be wanted before you could go into Forum Hall and who was making the attack? So who were they worried about, you know, that was going to attack the audience or Alison Weir? It had to have been the same Jewish groups who were opposing her, right? Because no one else was opposing her her visit.
1: Exactly. And one of the things they threw out is that Alison is an anti-Semite because she has spoken on what would be considered alt-right radio stations. Well, she was invited. It wasn't like she was soliciting She wants to get the message out, and she'll talk
2: to whoever will listen. Absolutely, because she, you know, believes that just like GV Wire. You know, I asked them, what was Darius Asimi's agenda? Well, they want to get information out there that is not being given, and they very much want people to research for themselves, make up their own minds, and see both sides of the issue. And, in fact, within two to three months, they plan on having another speaker with the other side's point of view, and God willing, I'm going to be there. We were out in front with our signs, and obviously we weren't protesting against Alison Weir. I made it very clear to G.V. Wire ahead of time that we were promoting her, and I also went to the president of Clovis Community College and gave them a press packet and told them that we were going to be out there so that we wouldn't be rousted by security. And we were across the street. We were on International Avenue at an intersection, a crosswalk, across from a high school. The high school and the college are right across from, from each other. And traffic had to slow down there. And we had a very good response. I only saw one person do a thumbs down, but a number of people honked their horn. We got thumbs up. A couple of girls were so excited. They were wearing headscarves, and they were so I think, excited and shocked to see us out there with our signs. They made a U-turn, came back, and took pictures, and they were probably inside at the event. The media, however, had gone in a different entrance, and they were working on that street, so we weren't on that entrance. So it will be interesting to see if they have a bigger forum. forum hall at Clovis Community College holds 200 people, and it was standing room only.
3: Could you okay. convey to us the message that you had on your signs that you displayed? What was your written message?
4: The one pro life, pro peace. My other one, Christian apostasy promotes war and yeah, no more wars for Israel. And then Patty had the one about Zionism racism. is racism. So we were getting the message out there and it was well received.
2: I saw some people take pictures, obviously. That's always great because they do our job for us. We don't have to upload it to social media. They do.
3: Thanks. That's a good message.
5: Well, it's unique in the fact that we're actually at an event where we're supporting the speaker. Normally, we're challenging the Christian Zionist churches or the likes of uh, Christian Geniah for Israel putting on one of their programs. So this is kind of unique that... We're actually reinforcing what the speaker inside is telling people. And one of the things we want to point out, one of the reasons that the Zionists are attacking Alison Weir is because of her effectiveness. She's the author of an excellent book called Against Our Better Judgment, the hidden history of how the U.S. was used to create Israel. And it's a very well-documented book, creating Israel on land already inhabited by Palestinians, would imperil not only American but all Western interest in the Near East, said Dean Atchison, the U.S. statement in 1947.
4: My curiosity about this is why the globalist Zionist organizations, the ones that Craig mentioned, were attacking, Allison, we talk at Prezzo College. You take all of these four organizations and combined a quarter billion dollars, behind them. So why are you pressuring the, the, the college over an event?
2: And Allison and, Weir herself said she had never yeah. had so much opposition to yeah. speaking anywhere as here.
1: The only thing I can come up with is that they're nervous. They're nervous about this message getting out because Allison is so factual. It was really great watching it online because I got to see the whole message and she's just presenting. These are the dead Palestinian children, these are the dead Israeli children. This is what happens year by year, month by month and showing the escalation, showing the asymmetrical warfare against the, uh, the Palestinians. Everything's documented and all the accusations thrown at her. She can back up to, I said this because not conjecture. It's when, even when she was asked in the questions to throw conjecture into it, she would refuse to do that. She was trained as a journalist and she, to me is a very honest journalist and was just citing fact after fact after fact. The Supreme Court justice that was back at the, uh, the Woodrow Wilson administration, all this stuff, people don't know this. It's definitely not going to be taught in the public schools. And unless, oh. unless you hear, listen to a program like this or get to hear uh, Allison in person, you're not going to find out this stuff because you just go through your life. You'll never know how we got in the mess that we're in now. So I really applaud Allison, and I, I encourage anyone to go on, and maybe uh, Tom, we can put up the link to the actual uh, GV Wire Facebook presentation. You can just watch it. There's no question that she is not anti-Semitic. She is pro-life. No matter whether you're a Muslim, Jewish, Christian, or whatever, she's pro-justice, pro-truth, and she that that comes across loud and clear.
2: And she's so believable. Yeah. And basically, what she did was showed the comparison between the number of of casualties especially of children in Gaza as compared to the Israeli losses and also the media coverage, how skewed the media coverage is.
1: I like what GVWire says on their website, is that they're not going to put out news that you can go to any channel and find. They're going to try to present the issues that are kind of left behind. I think, Tom, more more like what you say in our, our introduction, is uh, the things that aren't aren't covered by the mainstream media, and that uh, GV Wire is trying to get the the Central Valley community to be aware of these issues and to present both sides. Like they said, there will be a pro-Israeli position uh, in the near future to be balancing to Allison's presentation. I think that's totally fair. People need to hear both sides, not just be fed and, and shoot the messenger and then disregard the content.
3: We posted. A story, two Palestinian teenagers shot to death while protesting. And in the story, it was disclosed that 318 Gazans have now been killed by shooting from Israelis. And these are, for the most part, unarmed people. But more important, as we explained in our story, 31,000 odd Palestinians had been wounded. So what has happened is the state of Israel has adopted the policy of carefully shooting to maim protesters. Mm-hmm. And many of these 31,000 Gazans who were shot were shot in the knees, feet, and legs, where they were made cripples, many of them losing limbs, and forced into the understaffed hospitals in Gaza. And therefore, this policy of Israel is truly one of maiming rather than killing, because the protest is on about the 318 Gazans who've been killed, but people don't seem to think about 31,000 who've been shot down and wounded intentionally, and these are point-blank range shootings, most of them. Uh, that story was carried on We Hold These Truths site on September 6th, and I think that this kind of action is exactly what, Patty, what you and Dave are talking about, these Israelis and Jewish groups trying to hide. They simply don't want this kind of information out because it's so obvious that just about any reasonable person can see that if you shot 31,000 people, wounded them, that you're shooting to blame. You're intentionally ending these people's, in some cases, their useful life.
4: That's exactly the point that Allison led off this presentation with, is how the media does not accurately report the deaths and the wounding of the people in Gaza, and how the when you do hear the stories, the focus is on the few Israelis that got killed or wounded instead of you know, the large number of Gazans that are killed and wounded on a daily basis. They're just not talking about that. She had graphics on all of that. She keeps up with it on a daily basis and and showed all that. My heart just sank when I saw those numbers. I was just
3: overwhelmed.
1: I felt like her presentation was definitely shortened because of the time constraint, but I'm so glad the question about Christian Zionism came to her and was asked because that's why we exist. I mean, there's atrocities going around all over the world, and why are we here? We hold these truths. It's because the Christian, mostly evangelical community, are supporting these atrocities that Allison is documenting, and oh. the word is not getting out. And you ask the question why isn't the truth about these Palestinian kids being maimed and, and murdered with Israeli snipers? Because there's a greater agenda here. As I was listening to Allison, and again, as we're talking tonight, The agenda is greater Israel. That has always been the case from the get-go, from Theodore Herzl on through Ben-Gurion and all the Nakba and the terrorist groups is ethnic cleansing. They want all the land. The impediment to it are the Palestinians. And so they either got to kill them, run them off, or whatever. It's ethnic cleansing. And there's no nice way to whitewash that. It's terrible. And I think as people like us and Allison are getting the word out that people are finally going, hey, you know, this is not a good idea. This doesn't represent my values. And that's where the threat is.
6: You know, as I was listening to you tell about um, all the countermeasures that the uh, various Zionist organizations felt they had to get out there in the media, discouraging mm-hmm. everybody from mm-hmm. attending, it kind of sparked a, a question. I guess I could call it a, like an open question to the uh, Zionist pro-Israelis across the world, those folks, and anybody else that thinks and acts like they do, and my question kind of is, why do you seem to have to be so defensive? Why must you always exactly? Head, why must you always rush to head off and silence any and all perceived opposition? You know, it makes you it makes you really look so paranoid before the world. And then my thought is. That kind of makes me wonder, well, why are you paranoid? Why are you so scared? Uh, Do you have a lot of guilt that you're trying to cover up? You know, you Zionist uh, pro-Israelis, maybe if you would just be like more open, more friendly, a little more personable with your fellow human beings, maybe your organizations and you would be better liked.
1: Back to the opposing group, the CEO and co-founder of Stand With Us, Okay, now this is this is what he uh-huh. said. So how was this true? He says Allison promotes quote vicious hate and wild conspiracy theories about Jews and Israel. And to the sponsors he says, if you go on with this, you will be complicit in promoting anti Semitism unless you pull out of the venture entirely. Ah.
4: Yeah, I read that, but I think that the opposition to that was that Twitter storm response There was over 1.1
1: million responding to support of Allison.
3: I think we could stand to hear more about this resistance movement. Well,
1: what's interesting, Chuck, the ADL, the regional director, his name is Seth Risk, and I saw him in person at a a Jewish uh, temple talking about ADL and the rise of anti-Semitism, and he described how ADL have these uh, bots that scan the the web uh, for looking for anything uh, on keywords, anything about Israel and so forth and so on, and how they're getting so sophisticated now in uh, coming after anti-Semitism. And one of the things he talked about, Allison, he says, quote, under the pretense of political activism, we are routinely employ classic anti-Semitic tropes, end quote. Well, that phrase, classic anti-Semitic tropes, what I found, that phrase was all over the place. It's like they, they, they took this phrase and they, they mass produced it, it's just like talking about the thousands of rockets when they talk about Gaza. This classic anti-Semitic tropes was thrown out all over the place. And they never described what those were, whether they were true or not, if they had any basis in fact but they just took that phrase in that that's a slam. So anti-Semitic tropes, or you're, you're an antisemite, or, you know, you a hate speech or you're a white supremacist or whatever. They try to discount and minimize the effectiveness of the messenger. So thank you guys for so much for being there to support Allison. She's our friend. She's been on sidewalk vigils with us, Sacramento and others. And I thank you so much for being out there and representing uh, we hold these truths.
5: Craig, back to your original thought at the beginning, you mentioned the Israeli partisans as Alison Weirs calls them, not the Zionists or whatever. And Israeli partisans can be Jewish or they can be Christian, the Christian Zionists, but they are becoming desperate because the information is leaking out. And I want to just add another example. I viewed the premiere of a Powerful movie. It's called Gaza Fights for Freedom. It's by Abby Martin, who's a photojournalist. She's done documentaries and she's uh, an activist. And it's so powerful. It uses Gaza videographers. Everything is filmed by people in Gaza because she could not get into Gaza. And we'll have a link. You need to go see it. So the Good things when we see events like what happened in Fresno is that the news is leaking out and the Israeli partisans are going bananas trying to plug these holes up for anybody that's got a thinking brain on their head. So thank you guys for for stepping up to the plate and uh, helping out Allison Weir.
0: Christian Zionism, The Tragedy and the Turning, Part 1.